100 plus episodes, 10 exciting guests, and many more to come, and the journey has just begun. Want to remind my listeners that your favorite blockheads associated with the Yogi's Podcast Network, where you can listen to the nightly rant with Mike and Toria. You can listen to Liberty Revealed and one of my personal favorites, the Elite Podcast Academy, that will teach you everything you need to know about being a professional podcaster. To take your show from 0 to 60 and 5.2 with all the tips from Mike himself from the Yogi's Podcast Network. And also to remind you that I'm associated with the Dose Leprechauns page. Dose Leprechauns Media has taken off. The merchandise is looking great. Jason and Nate are killing it in the podcasting world. And Notre Dame football is looking promising. All that being said, the little redhead girl is giving me the go-ahead. So what do you say we go ahead and start the show, shall we? Broadcasting live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, Blockhead Nation. The numero uno blockhead has missed you tremendously, and we are back for the third ever This Is America, You Blockhead series. But to start with, you are listening to, if you didn't know, your favorite blockhead. The only podcast in the podcasting world that can somehow incorporate the Peanuts comic strip one minute and then be talking about MMA and Warriors Inside the Octagon the next. Third time's a charm. We've talked about the Transcontinental Railroad. We've talked about the Wright Brothers at Kitty Hawk. Several years back, Mr. Schultz created a wonderful mini-TV series called This is America, Charlie Brown. And on this podcast, we are dissecting every single one of the episodes in that trilogy. So if you ever decide, well, it's not really a trilogy, but any of those episodes you want to watch or the ones you don't want to watch, you don't have to, because your favorite blockhead is going to dissect it and be able to deliver you the content and the narrative tonight on this show. We are looking at the Mayflower Voyage. Should have probably done this back in Thanksgiving, but since we have travel, we have family, I had to postpone it several times, it's finally here. Your favorite blockhead is doing number three in the series. This is America, you blockhead. Episode number three, The Mayflower Voyage. And before we get started talking about The Mayflower, want to make sure you guys know about my friends over at Swagbucks. Guys, you spend all day on your phone anyway. Why not make yourself a little bit extra cash this holiday season or some gift cards for yourself or your loved ones with the largest online reward site that gives free gift cards to its members for their online activities? Everything from taking surveys, to shopping online, to searching the web, to watching videos, watching new movie trailers, or just playing games. Swagbucks has been featured on large platforms you know like BuzzFeed, ABC, and Fox. Go check out my link in the podcast for Swagbucks. It's in the blog. You can follow the link and get yourself a $5 bonus for being a new user and put cash back in your wallet when you sign up with my friends over at Swagbucks. Want to thank you from going to that website with my friends over there. And now we continue into the Mayflower Voyage. Now, if I have not reiterated this enough, I will say it again for this episode. I will say it here and now. If you are wondering about how accurate Charles Schultz's and the Peanuts 
depiction of all of these events in history have been when your favorite block has gone back and done his own research, I can attest to you that it is at least 90% accurate. If it has any misconceptions in history, these are very minuscule mistakes that are made. And most of the time it's because we are bringing this down to a simplistic, maybe even elementary style of an approach in history. But I can assure you, those who watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, if you will take the time to watch the next episode, The Mayflower Voyage, the majority of that, when you follow the history, it is pretty close to the real thing. It is pretty accurate. I can say that for Kitty Hawk. I can say that for the Transcontinental Railroad especially. This one, the Mayflower Voyage, is pretty close. Again, a few things that have to be taken in consideration. That this is still a family-friendly TV show that is being introduced. And you should be thankful that your students and your kids are knowing history through the Peanuts gang. Well depicted. So in the beginning of the episode... You have the discussion of 1620, how this group of Puritans are going to be coming over to the New World to escape their religious persecution. We all know the story, all of us, or at least we think we know the story, about the Mayflower. And if you look at the beginning part, we have several of the travelers who are making their way onto the ship. They are introducing who the crew is, they're talking about the captain. They do mention an interesting part that we should take into account. It's mentioned that several of the passengers are known as strangers. Now, I want to make sure that I bring that part up, because if we really get into the background of just the Mayflower itself, the truth is there really is very little known about the ship itself. We know that it had three masts. It was about 90 feet from bow to stern, and it weighed about 180 tons. That's something we know about the ship itself. And if you look at the purpose behind this trip versus the original trip to Jamestown of the original Virginia settlers that are wanting to be on a land patent and start over there, there is a different type of purpose. This one has a little bit more of a higher sense of purpose than the former. So if you really look at it, William Bradford mentioned something about how they're going into, as he described, a hideous and desolate wilderness full of wild beasts and wild men. So the part that caught my mind about strangers are the people that are going and seeking merely wealth in the in the new world. Now that's true. When I started to do my diving into the research, if you want to know a great book that I can send you to, other than watching the Peanuts and watching This Is America, Charlie Brown, and seeing the Mayflower Voyage, I will tell you to check out or listen to the audiobook through Audible. I would tell you to listen to or to read Nathaniel Philbrick's National Book Award winner, Mayflower. He discusses that the strangers are about half of the crew, but the others, such as Bradford himself, and such as the military officer, Captain Miles Standish, are what are considered Leideners, as in from Leiden, Holland. So about half of the crew is realizing for them to be able to make this trip possible, and it's even mentioned in the 
episode that they're going to have to have some type of binding agreement to keep them together. You have changes in the air. You have people aboard a tiny ship that's going to be at the mercy of the ocean many times. You're going to have a change in diet where everybody is having to watch their rations. You're going to even get to the new world where the drinking water itself is going to result in very infectious diseases. And you're going to also be subjected to the danger of the, quote, savage people, meaning the Wampanoag tribe. And many of them believe that these are a very dangerous group, but in reality, we found out the Wampanoag were quite the opposite, at least in the beginning. So if we look at the story of Thanksgiving from not only Charlie Brown and the Peanuts' perspective, you look at America's perspective, when you do look at the actual first Thanksgiving, this is one of those times when we really can trace it back to a time period of peace for a very short period of time with this Indian tribe, with this Native American tribe known as the Wampanoag. The mortality rate is going to be very high from the time from being on the ship. Two people are going to actually die before they make their way into the Cape Cod Territory, very far away, much further north from the Virginia where the land patent was supposed to be. They're going to end up in Plymouth Rock in the wrong location. Imagine that. And again, the story gets great about, it even talks about one of the beams that gets cracked completely in the middle, but they use one of their jacks that they were supposed to use when the mainland. That was mentioned in the episode. And also they did something that looked to me very similar to what in the Navy would call eye-shoring, as in being able to support the beams to keep the broken beam intact. So all of that is pretty accurate. 90% of this, again, if you're not much of a history buff, or if you're not a person that's it's very hard to for you to get interested in history, I can just reassure you that this episode of the Peanuts is pretty close and pretty pretty accurate to the real Mayflower story. Very pleased about that. So, we look at the agreement that if they land in Cape Cod, they're going to have to have some kind of a binding document, otherwise they are going to perish. This is also something that was faced in the time of Jamestown and what's called the Starving Time. So in this case, they're going to have to get together a contract that is considered the roots of American democracy. Yes, I am talking about the Mayflower Compact. And really, if you look deep into the writing of the actual original writing of the Mayflower Compact, it looks more like a cult type of mentality, way more than it would be a democratic society. But if you trace it back to the beginning of the roots of our society, the three probably most important documents that we can ever refer to are the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and yes, this one, the Mayflower Compact. And it is discussed aboard that ship. And also the the captain that they had during that time, Captain Christopher Jones, is referenced many times. So any of the main characters from the passengers on the ship, even into the Native Americans like Samoset, Squanto, and the great chief Massasoit, are discussed in this episode, and they are done in a light-hearted manner. I can remember sitting back with my old roommate, and as soon as Samoset comes in and starts to speak, he bursts out laughing, because if you look at it through the eyes of history over hundreds of years... It's hilarious to think about Samoset approaching these Puritans in a peaceful manner, but in reality, it started in a peaceful manner. It just shows what was to come 
when Americans start to twist things for their own glory. And so I, I, I'm pointing back to the Mayflower Compact because Nathaniel Philbrick put this beautifully. He said something about it being written in a crystalline brevity. Many times when documents are brief, they are the most powerful. Our Constitution is probably about, if you print it on a, out of a computer, you'd probably get about seven pages. It works because it's brief. This group of people, the strangers, the crew, the leaders from Holland, the, faithful, the faith crowd, everybody that's the crew, everybody that is just doing major uh, jobs aboard the ship, all of them agree that they're going to have to have some type of on paper, on purpose, that's going to keep them in, from being, becoming prey to the savagery that is waiting for them. So all agree when they land in Cape Cod that they're going to have this binding document. And again, it's going to be... A, this. What's so, so interesting about the Mayflower Compact is this time it's being written by a group that is 3,000 miles away from their home country. So they are on their own as they go into the wilderness as they write this out on paper. Just know that everything about this episode is a lot of fun to watch. And as we get into past the Mayfire Compact, we have the coming ashore. You have the groups that are going out and inspecting the land. You see the Native Americans. You see the Peanuts crew that are splitting up their responsibilities. That part's a lot of fun to watch as well. But in reality, it's just a vast land that they know essentially nothing about. And unfortunately, when this is all happening, winter is coming. They're already running low on food and on their rations. So really, they walk into a time period of crisis. Again, I would sincerely encourage you all to take the time and watch this episode. The feast itself is lighthearted. Squanto's story is lighthearted, and his Teaching them how to grow maize is very lighthearted, but really it should be. The first feast of Thanksgiving was a time of peace that we can trace back to in history, even though it was for a short period of time. This Mayflower Compact that is discussed in this episode is very much one of the lifelines of America. Felt a great sense of pride knowing that not only is this something easy for anybody to follow, whether you are an adult, whether you are a child, you can enjoy everything about the Mayflower Voyage. Lots of fun to watch. Pretty close to the real thing. And I would hope that would encourage you or even inspire you if you didn't take the time this holiday season to go back and watch the Mayflower Voyage. You actually get to see adults be able to talk, which usually adults are never welcome in the world of peanuts. But when it comes to a historical perspective, you'll actually hear them speak for the first time. And it continues on through the series. If you're going to watch the great inventors like Alexander Graham Bell, you're going to hear adults that are speaking. If you want to learn more about the original jazz and blues from some of the other episodes that come out, believe me, this is a wonderful, wonderful documentary series. And just to kind of, again, clarify, most of the information, if you want to look further into the story of the Mayflower, I highly recommend Nathaniel Philbrick's Mayflower. National Book Award winner, wonderful historical perspective on that. And I hope that that can be a little bit less clear as mud, just knowing that that's a little bit of the extent of my research, just to match the show. I don't want to give away everything about it for you. Lots of fun to watch. Always a uh, tradition in my family to be able to see this. And I hope you will consider 
either going to rewatch it or start a tradition and watch it every year whenever you watch the Thanksgiving episode. Make sure you always check out the Mayflower Voyage and enjoy the piece of history through the eyes of the Peanuts gang. And as we wrap up tonight, guys, you know I'm always going to talk about my friends over at Five Finger Tees, offering a massive selection of movie, TV, pop culture-inspired, and ridiculously funny t-shirts that won't break the bank. From customer service to design, they do everything. And by following Five Finger Tees, you can get your customer deal by using the promo code 5OFF. Just go to my blog, Check out Five Finger Tees. Pick out your holiday t-shirts. Pick out your comic movie t-shirts. There is a great Pumpkin Believer t-shirt for the Peanuts that is on there, I assure you. And plenty of good choices for that tonight. And I hope in the keeping it brief, keeping it simple, short and sweet and to the point, that Blockhead has encouraged you to check out the This Is America episode, The Mayflower Voyage, and a little bit extra history perspective behind that. And if you have never taken the time to look at the wording of the Mayflower Compact, many people have said that it has been shortened for the sake of, quote, political correctness. I would ask you to get an unabridged, unabbreviated um, excerpt of the Mayflower Compact. Read it for yourself and see how America came to be from the roots of that. And as it grows into the Declaration of Independence and into the Constitution, the evolving document we have today all beginning from the ground up in the background that is the Mayflower Compact. And I thank you for your time tonight. This has been your favorite Blockhead. We'll see you guys next time. Same Blockhead time, same Blockhead channel.